0: I'll never forget that
1: moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As do. long as I live. <laughs>
0: It started with a phone call.
1: I got the text when I was at work.
0: My first call-up ever as a member of the National Guard. This was it, the real deal.
1: When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires, how they were getting dangerously close to homes. It was amazing to be a part of this massive operation. Helicopters were going up with huge buckets to drop water on the fires. Some of the guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting. with local fire crews. We went out in Humvees to help with the evacuations.
0: At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard to my community
1: see how the guard can be an important part of your life
2: at nationalguard.com discover what it means to be a citizen soldier to serve locally as well as globally look into the benefits including career skills and money for college take a moment go to nationalguard.com today
1: Watched by the louisiana national guard aired by the louisiana association of broadcasters in this station
3: Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe, 97.7. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light.
2: Come back. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by... Courtesy Automotive Group. Walpole Tire. Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue. Dairy Queen. And Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed
4: Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ainge, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday evening. Beck, it's the next to last show. Are you bummed? Oh. I know I'm surprised that you're back this week.
5: Yeah, bummed is a light way to put it. Okay, fair enough. You know I love the radio, Ben, but... Got a little more energy during football season. Not uh, there ain't no get doubt about that. geeked up like the, at the recruiting, like you do. I understand it's important, but you love a signing day, and you got one tomorrow. So yes, we I'm do. Sure late, you're going to talk late about
4: signing period coming up tomorrow. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or text line triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Got a big show planned for you coming up at six forty five. Louisiana Tech assistant baseball coach. Cooper Fouts will join us. Got a chance to talk with Cooper and uh, check out the Tech baseball team at the first pitch dinner the other night. It was a pretty cool uh, event that Lane Burroughs and his staff put on. Uh, so excited to get Coach Fouts on. And then Louisiana Tech co-offensive coordinator Scott Parr will join us at 7 p.m. Uh, you know, you look back at this week at Tech Athletics, of course, Tech basketball on the hardwood coming off an 83-76 loss. To UAB last Saturday. Looking to bounce back. Play really well Thursday night in an eighty to sixty-three win over Rice. There was a Rice team uh, that ranked ninth in the country in three-point field goal percentage. They go four of twenty-six for, from three in this one. Uh, Feeling a little a lot better about yourselves if you're a Dunkin' Dog uh, fan. If you're a Dunkin' Dog player, you're seven and one in the league. Uh, North Texas is coming to town. It's a red out. Don't get back started on those red uniforms. Hate them. They look Can't, terrible.
5: Literally cannot believe we can get recruits in here. Uh, yeah. With you
4: show uh, that They're rough. They're awful. They're, they are rough. Uh, that's, red, I'm gonna, red I, uniforms, I, not a specialty. Uh,
5: I'm going to sit out a radio show every year in protest because that's what people do now. <laughs> Shocker. They, they protest Shocker. things.
4: Shocker. Um,. Comeback Saturday against North Texas. We're aware North Texas, one of the better teams in the league, went to the NCAA tournament a season ago, beat Purdue in the first round. Uh, Tech plays well. uh, Actually went on an early 14-0 run to start the second half, take a 17-point lead. North Texas comes storming back. Tech has a 61-55 lead uh, with just over three minutes remaining. Ultimately, it goes by the way, Yeah,
5: one for eight in the final few ten minutes. minutes ten minutes of the game. O of five. Which, if you're not a basketball fan and you don't follow along, that's real bad. Uh, especially that's when you consider o
4: of five at the rim. Yeah, which is it's called a layup, bad. pal. Not gonna cut it. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some it's concern. Listen, there's
5: it's a couple haters loss. out there. Okay. There are. There's plenty of them. And I'm just I'm just delivering the news, Ben. I'm not one, but they're out there. And they like to use that stat line at the end of the game as to why Congo's not great. Ben
4: Listen, uh, you that, what,
5: one from eight in the last ten minutes of a game and then over five under the rim, I struggle to feel like that's a coaching issue. Yeah,
4: same. <laughs> I struggle to understand why you unlearn the what? simplicity of a layup at this point in your you know collegiate what, career. What
5: honestly surprises me is that how often that happens in basketball. I mean, it does. I mean you see it, you fourteen 0 runs, ten O runs, it's like and you're watching it and, and when in the middle of that, like you got no faith that the team can score. You're like yep. you're in a but what I mean, is it is basketball more psychological than we think? Is there um, so many chances to make a
4: mistake? Possibly. Listen, I thought down the stretch, uh you mentioned the one of eight. Uh Thomas Bell was tremendous for North Texas. Grant McCaslin does a tremendous job over there. He started posting up Thomas Bell, he gets Xavier Christian of course, Tex undersized four man with Isaiah Crawford out. Uh it worked to North Texas' advantage. Bell scored 7 of the final 14 points. He had two big blocks on Tech's next to last offensive possession. Junior was at the rim trying to lay it in. He blocked him twice. Uh was unable to get one to go down. Uh which you know, listen. Here's my thing. You're sitting at 16 and five overall. You are seven and two in the league, and I believe you play five out of your last eight on the road. So while everything's not lost, losing both the UAB and North Texas games at home are a killer from a seeding standpoint when you get to Frisco for the Conference USA tournament here. Uh, that starts up, I believe, on March the 8th. So, uh, get, letting home games get away from you, especially the North Texas game in which you led by 17 in the second half and allowed, uh, for them to kind of make a run and come back, uh, was very unfortunate for Louisiana Tech. You know, we talked about the statistic a week ago. Kobe Williams, Tech's 11 and 0 when Williams scores in double figures. They're 5 and 5 when he doesn't. Uh, he was not in double figures on Saturday. Also had five turnovers from his point guard position. Uh, listen, you know me. I, I'm not a guy that's too terribly hard on players. Uh, but as a third-year starting point guard in this program, five turnovers in a game like that, uh, quite frankly, is unacceptable. And I think Kobe Williams would tell you that. I think Eric Conkle would tell you that as well. Uh, and ultimately, Louisiana Tech let one get away on Saturday. They'll be back in action this week. Uh, they'll travel to FAU on Thursday night. They'll square off a former Louisiana Tech assistant coach, Dusty May. Uh, I believe FAU is the number one team in the East currently. And then on Saturday night, uh, they'll make the old short trip up from Boca to Miami to take on FIU. Looking at the Lady Texters, they also split this week on the road. Uh, fell to 0-5 in Conference Rice on Thursday night, 72-64, before they bounced back. Against North Texas Saturday afternoon. Uh, They're now three and five in conference play with four straight home games on tap. Crazy enough, four games in the next eight days. They'll play Thursday, Saturday, Monday, and then again next Thursday at home. Uh, So hopefully the Lady Texas can kind of get on a bit of a roll right here and get back into the thick of the Conference USA race. They're only two and a half games out of first place in the West Division. Uh looking to the football field, Peter Hopkins named as the new running backs coach at Louisiana Tech. Hopkins comes to Louisiana Tech from Kilgore Junior College. Ironically enough, Hopkins uh, this is second stint in Ruston. Uh served as a graduate assistant for Skip Holtz in 2013-2014. Saw that coach Holt or coach Hopkins uh tweeted out today. Uh you want to know what he was paid? For a three-month span, couple of Gatorades, uh, one hundred and eighty-nine dollars. There you go. Those uh, are the dog
5: days of coaching. Ben. Those put are in, the dog days. Got to put in your work. You Got to put in the. It's hey, not listen. glorious.
4: Eight years later, he's made it. He's.
5: That's, that's, <laughs>
4: that's Might that's have so some debt to pay off, but he's so made it. Sad. Uh, Uh, For as much time
5: as those guys put in, that really is abysmal.
4: No, it really is, and he he was the offensive coordinator at Kilgore Junior College, and we talked last week with Jake Brown, Louisiana Tech co-offensive coordinator. You look at the five members of Tech's offensive staff, all five guys have offensive coordinator experience and when you're an offensive guru like Beck Haynes, you got to imagine there's going to be a lot of imagination right. in the game Does planning it room. doesn't
5: matter if you're an offensive coordinator at the eighth grade level or at the NFL level. If you know plays. offense, you know offense. Is it that simple? It's that simple, Ben. Uh looking it's at... just a little football got to get it across the line. How tough can it be? Point A
4: to point B. Move point the chains a to point B. Uh looking at some of the commitments for Louisiana Tech on the recruiting trail this week. Parker McNeil, uh Texas Tech quarterback transfer is transferring into the Bulldogs 6'5, 236 pound pocket pass. There was a two time JC All-American at Navarro, played the twenty twenty season at Troy before transferring to Texas Tech. And then he said, Navarro. why not? Let's make it the trifecta third school in three years. Is Navarro's in the cheer school. Uh, are they is it cheer- a,
5: a junior college in uh, Texas? Corsicana, yes. Yes. Ben, this is a Netflix special. You have not seen this. Oh, uh, yeah. The Rockettes? No. Oh, never heard I of it. I don't know it. But never heard of it. Interesting. Didn't even know they had a football school.
4: Might have to ask Parker hey, McNeil yeah. if he knows any dancers at no. Navarro. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Uh looking at the other three commitments for this past week, Brett Canis, offensive lineman from Texas Tech, red shirted as a true freshman this past year. We'll have four years of eligibility. He's a unit, isn't he? Uh might be putting it lightly. He is a large human, six foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds. Uh another transfer, Nelson Banasor, uh Flugerville, Texas native. Uh who is a former tech player from Flugerville, Texas. You'll love this one. I know you have no idea. Have I heard of him? Oh, there's Zero day He played in the NFL. Luke McCown. Uh
5: yeah. Try again. IK and no. M no. yeah. How many times did you to practice that before? A uh,
4: couple of times. A couple of times. A couple, couple of times for uh so Nelson Avenue short. Yep. Smith four Got a uh,
5: strong right hicks right hook. Uh, he, good job Ask uh Gino Smith. He'll tell. Uh and
4: Banasor played four years at Texas Tech defensive end uh six three two seventy will provide some depth on Texas defensive line. And then finally, Devontae Mazzi, six foot two, hundred and eighty pound cornerback from Jonesboro, Hodge in Jonesboro, Louisiana, committed to the Bulldogs on Sunday. Believe he is set to sign sometime tomorrow, of course, like we mentioned tomorrow. National signing day. Louisiana Tech's class currently ranks third in Conference USA. That's promising. Not bad for Sonny Cumbie in a transition year. But,
5: Ben, how much weight do we put on these rankings? You know?
4: Uh, It's a fair point
5: because there's been a lot of disputes.
4: Our boy D'Anthony Gatson got dropped from a four-star to a three-star. Just
5: based on where he committed, not monitoring his off-season workouts. Not a whole lot to do not with just, his talent. No.
4: A no. uh, number of uh, the uh fair, you know? Tech it's Blue community fair. Uh, were a little upset with the Gatson rating. Being dropped from a four star well, you to know, a three star. What was it
5: like to be the guy that's like, Oh, I got to go in and drop this guy's rating. Hold on. Like it has okay. to be terrible. Yeah. I mean, you got to know you're not doing it for any reason. I know.
4: Let's go right to the hotline. We got Rafe. Rafe, what you got for us tonight?
6: Hey man. Uh, I just want to talk a little about the basketball deal. I mean, I, I will say that I, we're definitely as good as North Texas and UAB. I thought that McCaskill was willing to do a little bit more strategically uh, than Conkle. I mean, as far as trying to impact the the flow of the game and so forth. And so I had a question for you guys to see what you think. Uh, You know, at this point, uh, North Texas is playing, you know, uh, three guards, a forward, and a center. And and sometimes they are playing – Four guards and, and put bail at the five and, you know, that didn't work well for them, but at least they tried it, you know. But what about, I mean, seeing how Hunter's minutes are diminished and uh, what would North Texas do if we played Hunter and Junior at the same time? I mean, what would, would that be a, a matchup issue for them or could we just totally not be able to cover them? And what, what, what do you think about that? I, I
4: think it's a really good idea. Obviously, we haven't seen Eric Cockle and his staff explore it, but um, I, I think Tech should play two bigs. Uh, if for nothing else, get, give Lofton an opportunity uh, to maybe utilize his passing skills a little bit more. I think that Kenny Kenny Hunter has been so good on the offensive glass that he could provide uh, some really good value in some two big man lineups for Louisiana Tech.
6: I mean, I guess the issue would be can uh, junior guard the four, the stretch and, four? Yes, uh, yeah, I think he can. I mean, he, he's uh, he's a really good defender, he, really smart. Yes. In, in, He's not, you know, he's not going to foul you without earning it. You know, usually if he fouls, it's it's a foul. Yeah. And and he's he can, whenever he guarded Bell, that's Bell is like Pemberton. He's he's a he's a weird matchup. He's hard to cover. Yeah, he's versatile. Yeah. But whenever yeah, whenever Junior got on him, he he was confounded. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, this guy's this guy can move with you. You're not going to move him at all. He really doesn't mind contesting a three. He can get out there and contest a three against a, a guard whenever. Whenever you see Junior doubling a guard, a guard can't get around him very easily. I mean, He, he can move. And so I thought, you know, if if we're going to, you know, strategize, might as well just see what it looks like. I mean, yeah. what, what does it look like for a matchup issue, especially as they try to cover us if we got Hunter and Lofton at the same time? You know, especially, I mean, Hunter's minutes kind of slipped. I understand why, but, you know, I mean, what it seems like it's, the one door that we haven't really explored that should be opened at least to look at it
4: absolutely good stuff thanks Ray. appreciate it
6: thanks
4: man real quick before we get to the break our boy trent taylor headed to the super bowl for the cincinnati Bengals.
5: unreal and you know he's been a guy that's been signed off the practice squad every week i you can probably explain that a little better. Than yeah, It NFL. just seems like uh, just,
4: there's some different rules with COVID as far as the practice squad goes. You can yeah. get called up every week right. versus having to be signed to the active roster. But he's
5: been he's been doing well on punt return and then sneaks in for a little two-point conversion this week. and
4: uh, Yeah, it was a nice little play. Nice.
5: They weren't expecting it. I think it. he had
4: two punt returns for 22 yards as well. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. When we come back from the break, BC's got a story for the ages. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7.
7: Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
8: Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven
9: brands, plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston.
3: Head coach Eric Kunkel and the Duncan Dogs are hungry for another shot at the postseason. Well, we've got a storied history here. For a chance to give their all. What we look at is great opportunity. And for an opportunity to rise to new heights. Everybody's trying to elevate their role into something greater this year than what they had a year ago. The Duncan Dogs hit the hardwood all season long right here on your home for Bulldogs basketball. The La Tech Sports Network from Learfield.
2: Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at
4: 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, B.C. Beck John Tabor running the board. You can get us on the hotline or text on 888-993-7762. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, Sports betting... Uh, went live or got legalized at eight a.m. Friday morning in the state of Louisiana. So, uh, of course, Ben and I, yeah, we, we got to look into this, see what this sports uh, yeah, betting thing's all about. Gotta check it out. Not the richest dudes in the world, like we ain't tossing hundies around.
5: Ben ain't giving me a raise in years.
4: Yeah, exactly. You get the point. And so we're, you know, we're co- toying with some college foot basketball games. That, I don't
5: know if I told you, I won like my first five. I mean, it's beginners look. Yeah, I won my
4: first five. That's uh, good to hear. Uh, so we get to Championship Sunday, and we're like, get, boys, like we need to make some money, and we didn't make any money on Joe Burrow and the Chiefs. No, no. Uh, I think I did live little, bet the I Chiefs did a, I down did a little bit. I did live bet them down twenty-one thirteen. Got too. a little timid and got out of it early. Yeah, you cashed out early. That is a feature uh, on that. Uh, that is BC to a T. A little timid. Uh got to the Niners and the Rams game, which I wasn't going to touch, by the way.
5: Yeah, I don't care for two, either one of these teams. Two teams that I have, that have just well,
4: don't want to bet on. At this point in my life, if I'm going to watch the Niners and the Rams, like I better have a bet on it. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Uh, so 522 in the evening, kickoff's at about 537. I shoot a uh, same-game parlay over to my boys, and I'm like, I'm taking the Rams' money line. I'm taking Debo Samuel Cooper Cup to score a tutty. I'm taking Jimmy G under 232.5 passing yards. I'm taking Matthew Stafford to over 277.5 yards passing. And I'm taking our boy Debo. Love Debo, but really targeted him under 40.5 yards rushing. The boys respond. Beck's like, BC, I'm riding. He's like, let's roll. I'm not letting you win this without me. $20 bet, by the way. And I, I was like, all right, good, at least Beck's on board. Yeah. O- other boys are like, dude, that's a great bet, but probably not gonna lose twenty bucks. Like, really not signing up to lose twenty bucks. I was like, all right, that's fine. Like, you know, I want to watch the game. We gotta put a bet on it. No doubt. So We call this in the biz a long shot
5: parlay. Yeah, oh absolutely. I mean your odds were plus five thousand five hundred and ninety six.
4: Yes, it was a long shot, boys. So of course Ramps Money Line, not gonna find that one till the Clock strikes zero. Debo gets a first-half tutty. Cooper Cup gets a first-half tutty. Debo's getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage in the run game, so I'm feeling pretty salty. Uh, Matthew Stafford
5: is just slinging it. Especially in that second half. I mean, just slinging
4: it. And I even doubled down at one point when the Rams went down 17-7, took Stafford over the yards and the dub. Yeah, cashed out there, too. But here we go. Midway through the fourth quarter, Jimmy G hits the over. He goes up to 235 passing yards. I text in the group, I'm like, boys, dead gum Jimmy G. Can't trust, can't trust the bar hopping Jimmy G next New Orleans Saints quarterback for nothing. Tell my wife as well, and she's like, just watch the game. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the game. Next to last drive of the game, Jimmy G's at 235 yards passing. Jimmy G throws the old dump off for negative three yards.
5: No, 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 no. This ain't the next to last drive. This is this the is, last drive. This Excuse is me. the Rams score in the in the to in the, take
4: a twenty seventeen lead. Yeah.
5: That, so the 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 Forty Nine ers just got to get in to field goal position, which in this situation they're throwing the ball. There's like yes. a minute left in the game.
4: Uh, it, it was over. Get yeah, two minutes left. It two was minutes, over. Yeah, it's over. Uh, Jimmy G throws a negative three yard pass to Elijah Mitchell. God bless ULL players. Thank you, Jesus, for catching the football. He loses three yards. Which which run plays lose yards often. Yes. Pass plays
5: very tough to do. Which means Jimmy G took about a forty two step drop. He really did. Slung it about twenty something yards to a guy that was. Four yards behind the the line of scrimmage, got tackled. Got a yard, got tackled.
4: He loses three yards. Jimmy G then hits the under, and I'm like, "All right, here we go. We're back to two thirty two. We're back in the game." I'm just sitting, you know, in my wife's beautiful, great bedspread that she's got. Yeah. And the next play, Jimmy G drops back seventy two yards, and decides to throw it to the other team, and it was over. I was like, "PC." yes, in third person, <laughs> I just won this bet. I just won $1,200 on a $20 bet because Jimmy G threw a negative three-yard pass. I'm like, all right.
5: I get, I get a FaceTime immediately.
4: Yeah, I was like, I got to FaceTime the boys. Only one answer because Beck's a real bro. And he's like,
5: and Taves wouldn't in the group message. He would have answered. Yeah, of course
4: Taves would have answered. And Bet goes, I said, I won. I said, BC won because Jimmy G threw it negative three yards. Bet goes, no way. And I said, yes, let me check again. Go to the app. He's at 233. I said, this is a joke. I'm going to check the box score. It was a three yard loss. Putting Jimmy G at 232. Correction from the sports book. They bring it back to 232.
5: Well, in the middle of this, we get the text, oh, no. Yeah. They changed it, blah, blah, blah. I'm out, boys. I lost by a half yard. Yeah.
4: Then it gets fixed. I call Beck back, FaceTime number, like, seven in the last ten minutes. And I'm like, I won. And I'm like, Beck, did you win? This is the interesting part of
5: this story. With every success story in a gambling group message. There's a major failure. There's a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Okay? It just never fails. And my... Which, first of all, round of applause to Vegas because how do you nail a passing <laughs> yard by point five yards? <laughs> Nailed like, it, Vegas. I mean, unreal. I mean, it, it teeter-tottered. It was below it and went right over it, and then it came back. And like, you got
4: to really know football like BC to take that line.
5: Unbelievable. So I went to put this parlay together. I saw it. I think I was playing with the kids. I saw it a minute or two before kickoff. I got a little nervous trying to find – I mean, Ben had to go flipping through all kind of tabs to put this parlay together. So I get it, and I'm looking at the Jimmy G under 232, and I'm thinking, I don't like that because what's going to happen is the Rams are going to be ahead. And Jimmy G is going to need some garbage time. And garbage time will make or break you. And so (laughs) I said, you know what? I don't like that one. I'm going to switch it out for my boy Cam Akers to score a touchdown. I don't know, the last Rams game I watched, the first four minutes of the game, Cam Akers scored like three touchdowns. Yes. I was like, that dude's a tutty factory. A tutty factory. He's it's, it's a big game. He's got it. So I switch out the Jimmy G under for the Cam Akers thing. And in the fourth quarter when Ben says, oh, Jimmy G threw over, and I was like thinking to myself, duh, like I knew that would happen. <laughs> I just need my boy Cam to get a little mop-up tutty here, and then I got big victories just like, Ben wanted. And then, you know, of course. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Cam doesn't score.
4: always a winner and a loser,
5: my friend, and, and you are the loser. And I had Cam in a few other parlays, but the one I didn't have Cam in was Rams spread, which was 3.5.
4: They hit three. They hit three.
5: But all <laughs> the ones that I had Rams money line in, I had Cam Akers in. So I was like thinking, if I don't win my $1,200, at least I'll win 200 here, You'd 100 be good, here. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I just got completely waxed on all that. But I did cash out on the weekend, made a couple hundred, but as Who's I told, as I told the boys, you know, the first weekend these apps are just giving away. Oh, money. they give they away just a lot. Give away money. So they want you to walk away from this opening weekend Feeling thinking straight. like I I am Vegas. Yeah. Like and then what happens is you just you know, you take a second, second second mortgage out <laughs> next weekend. So all you listeners, if you won this weekend,
4: Uh, call bc and he'll help you win again but just be careful going forward beginner's luck no one will deny no one will deny that bc uh by the way jimmy g i hope you come home and quarterback john tabor saints here in 2022
5: i don't know why anybody wants jimmy g Take He's the most boring quarterback of all the times. Looks great on hey, GQ magazine. Hey, you want to? I don't know if this is a hot take. I'm just going to call it a take. All right. You take the Kyle Shanahan out of the Jimmy G, and you got a really terrible quarterback.
4: I mean, t- terrible. Put Urban Meyer with him, the oh golden. Gosh. Urban Meyer is
5: a bad decision factory.
4: He really is. I just had to share it. Beginner's I mean, but, luck but, on a twenty dollar bet, it, incredible. And you know, it'll some never people, happen again.
5: Some people it's hard to root for, Ben. It's Am I one of say, those? No, I was so happy. I, t- I told my wife.
4: See so here's the beauty though, that you're free rolling for
5: a Oh, mi- he's playing a on house money.
4: Tapes. Here's the problem.
5: Yeah, now now a fifty, sixty, hundred dollar win <laughs> don't mean jack. Here's ben, the
4: but, problem. The old rent house ain't rented in February. So, so the old money's been spent. <laughs> didn't go too far
5: <laughs> hey that's not a bad decision either get out while the getting's good man <laughs> i had i was so excited for you that I, my, my wife was like what are you what are you doing like what, who are you talking to and i was like Man, my boy bc just won a bunch of money she said how did he win And i said well i wasn't gonna tell you but <laughs> here we gambling go gambling <laughs> is legal in louisiana now on the mobiles and so i've been indulged she said well how much did you win and I told her, and she said, well, sounds like I'm going shopping. And I said, hey, you go hit up old BC. There you we go. go. There I we didn't go. I did quite as much as BC.
4: Oh, I but love incredible it. incredible
5: story, Ben. The whole BTB community, I'm assuming, is happy for you. Probably this not. This is why you're the man.
4: Probably not. BC brought the house down, though. Unreal. It was uh pretty I mean, cool. I see a lot of bad hey, beats. I don't see hey, a lot of good what beats. What did the parents tell me when I told them? Don't you start
5: betting all this. Mom, I'm dirty. She's got a point. I listen to Claire.
4: Okay. All right.
5: Fair enough. Might have got through college a little sooner if you'd have listened to Claire.
4: Uh, I'm just saying. uh, Not going to lie about that one. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. National Signing Day. We'll break it all down. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk at 97.7.
2: Time for your forecast on Sports Talk 97.7. Today's forecast calls for showers in the afternoon, a 40% chance of it and a high of 65, then down to 57 for an overnight low, 70 and cloudy on Wednesday, with a big chance of rain coming in the overnight, leading to a 100% chance of rain on Thursday. Much cooler there, 42 for a high temperature and down to 29 for an overnight low. After the rain leaves, we'll return to clear and cool temperatures, highs in the 40s for Friday and Saturday, with mostly sunny skies and getting down in the 20s for overnight lows.
4: Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs!
10: It's Motors in Arcadia.
11: This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for National.bank.
9: Remember Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, DQ fans, ring in the new year with a new fave, the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's got chunks of Oreo cookie goodness, fudge pieces, and just the right amount of mocha all blended into DQ's world-famous soft serve. Looks like your morning coffee just got a whole lot tastier. Grab the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good.
2: You gotta love it. Tech Sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888 993
4: 7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Bookings John Taba. A uh, little warm in the studio, Beck. Yeah, John, you, always is. Yeah, but who cares? I'll start wearing my swimsuit next week. It's February 1st, National Signing Day Eve. How about that, Sonny Comby? Getting set to finalize his final recruiting or his first recruiting class at Louisiana Tech. By the way, if you're a tech fan that loves tech football, you're re engaged. You're fired up. We got Sonny Cumbie. Well, guess what? Get to the Davidson Athletic Complex tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m., and hear about this 2022 recruiting class. Uh, I believe it's 45 bucks to attend. Some Puffy calls it pricey. Um, I call it beneficial to your knowledge of the squad. We can look at it both ways, uh, but come on out to Davidson Athletic Complex. Incredible event, Beck. You've been a couple of times. I've been. It's yep. pretty fun, uh, and you're you're a guy that's not uh, necessarily ingrained into the recruiting, but it is pretty cool to hear some of the recruiting stories. Uh, would you say that's fair?
5: Yeah, and here's I mean, you get a chance to have these coaches talk about these guys, why they liked them, the process of getting them here. It's essential to the total fandom experience. It yes. Is. It is. It helps you buy in
4: because yeah, it you gives now, you extreme yeah. knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Extreme knowledge. No, it, it helps you understand. Let, let's say the kid from Texas Tech, Parker McNeil, um, you know, if you come to this thing and you understand uh, not only McNeil's relationship with Sonny Cumbie, but his relationship with Scott Parrott and Navarro Jr. College. if you understand some of the intricacies that led him to get to Louisiana Tech, I, I'm not going to say it's going to make you like the kid more, but you're going to understand the journey and the path that it took to get to this point in his career. And if he does succeed, um, I don't know. Maybe it makes you happier for the kid.
5: Yeah, it does. It's a good thing. Uh, I'm not going to be able to be there this year, but I'm sending my best guy, BC, and uh, of course. Well, I mean, he's going to he's going to tell me what's what's the deal. Of course. The company's got. Here's the deal. People keep asking me, "Well, what? What are you? A few months in, what do you think about the Cumbia hire?" And I'm like, "Let me tell you something. Let me just tell you the the energy, the 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 overall feeling around tech football has has changed. There is a new energy. Yes, there is a new energy in town. That energy may or may not wear a visor this year, but we hope he does. <laughs> TBD. TBD. But I'm excited." I'm optimistic the Bulldogs need it. And then the old skipper, he's
4: uh, now coaching in the USFL, right? Uh, yes, he is. All right, let's look at this recruiting class for Louisiana Tech. Of course, the Bulldogs signed 11 in the early sign period. We'll look at the offensive side uh, before we get to the defensive side. Quarterback Landry Liddy, uh, Calvary Baptist uh, Liddy, the Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Louisiana, Mr. Football as well. He'll be an early enrollee will be here for spring practice. Looking at the receiver position, Zion Clayville, receiver out of Huntington High School in Shreveport. Receiver, Keshlon Spidey Jackson out of Lake Charles College Prep. Orion James out of Ellender High School. Cyrus Allen. Uh, Allen was actually a gray shirt, so he's already on campus, uh, but will be announced as a part of this 2022 class at receiver. Tight end, Kendrick Rucker, also like Clayville, from Huntington High School in the Shreveport area. Uh, looking on the offensive line, offensive center, offensive guard can play both. Landon Nelson out of Iowa Western Community College. Uh, transfer from Memphis, offensive guard Isaac Ellis uh, played in 34 career games at Memphis, was a two-and-a-half-year starter. Uh, Ellis is a Monroe native, played his high school football at Carroll High School, he is actually already enrolled as well. Uh, shifting to the defensive side of the ball, Zy Ford, linebacker out of Mississippi. Ford was the Mr. Football in the state of Mississippi. And Sean and the gang had him on the sports company last week. Tremendous personality, just a great dude. Uh, one, one of those guys that players gravitate towards. A a leadership, a guy that possesses great leadership qualities. Uh, Cornerback position, Jamal Shelby, St. Aug High School down in New Orleans. And then finally, uh, a kicker slash punter out of Marshall, Texas, Buck Buchanan. Beck, will, will Buck Buchanan replace Baby Barnes as your favorite special team? Not a chance.
5: That one's on lock. You don't gotta worry about
4: it. All right, Baby Barnes, settle in, my friend. Uh, looking at current high school slash junior college commitments. Running back, DeAnthony Gatson, Newton, Texas. Uh, Gatson had nearly 6,000 or over 6,000 yards, 83 touchdowns during his high school career. Tight end, John Locke. Uh 6'4, 230 pound tight end from the San Antonio area. Uh it sounds like he will sign with the Bulldogs tomorrow. Uh I believe Louisiana Tech has held off a late push from Oklahoma. They offered him as a preferred walk on. Uh offensive tackle, Elijah Bowser, junior college kid from Navarro Junior College, where he played for Scott Parr. Of course, we have Coach Parr coming up here at seven o'clock. Bowser's a six foot six, three hundred and thirty-four pounds. Offensive tackle looking at offensive guard Joe Tayase from New Mexico Military Institute. You weren't here last week, Beck. Where did you do your homework? Where is Taiasee from? Not a clue. Melbourne, Australia. There you go. How about that? Just wrapped up the Australian okay. Open. Don't know if he was watching at six foot three, three hundred pounds. Uh cornerback Devontae Mazzi. We mentioned him earlier. Jonesboro Hodge High School. Uh Mozzie actually took a visit to Missouri this past weekend before committing to Louisiana Tech. And then finally, junior college commitment, Michael Coates out of East Mississippi Community College. Looking at the current transfer commitments, quarterback Matthew Downing, TCU transfer. Quarterback Parker McNeil from Texas Tech, both those guys will be Competing for the starting quarterback job this fall. Wide receiver Devontae Lee. LSU transfer. Uh Lee announced his intentions to transfer into the program on Saturday. Uh, Devontae Lee, not a guy many would mess with at six foot two, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, played a little tight end, played a little wide receiver, played a little linebacker for LSU. On the offensive line, Brett Canis, six foot six, three hundred and fifteen pound transfer from Texas Tech. Uh, he'll have four years of eligibility remaining shifting to the defensive side of the ball Nelson Banasor, six foot three two hundred and seventy pound defensive end slash defensive tackle uh, coming in from Texas Tech looking at the linebacker position Hugh Davis transferring in from Boston College uh, in the secondary cornerback Willie Roberts coming in from SFA and cornerback Miles Brooks coming in from SFA as well. Uh, Both those guys played under Scott Power at SFA. Of course, we had Coach Power on just a couple of weeks ago. There will also potentially be two surprise transfer announcements as well, so stay tuned to bleedtechblue.com for that. Uh, Total numbers in this class as it stands currently, uh, 27 guys are either signed or committed at this point. Mentioned at the end of the sports company, probably 25, 28. Uh, ends up being the fi- 25 two twenty eight ends up being the final number in this class. Looking at the breakdown by position: two quarterbacks, one running back, five wide receivers, two tight ends, five offensive linemen. Uh one defensive lineman, two linebackers, five defensive backs or six, yeah, five defensive backs and then of course the one specialist Buck Buchanan. Uh mentioned earlier. Uh, I wanted to talk about this a little more. I, is,
5: is Buck Buchanan the guy that can
4: can lay a hit? Oh,
5: he can lay the wood.
4: <laughs> you gotta watch his eye.
5: He though. was an I all district will. safety at Marshall. Oh dude, he will rip you. He, there was one
4: play. I mean, he he absolutely oh, demolished. He, yeah, somebody. he like, ended cl- their career. Their no, whole, he their whole crushed career. the dude. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he brings the thunder from the old place kicking position. So if we doesn't make the starting kicking job,
5: then he, you know we could use him somewhere else.
4: As bad as that secondary was a season yeah, go, this season, might give him a shot back there on the back end. But I want to talk about Sonny Comby and this staff. Obviously, you take over Skip Holtz' nine-year run comes to an end, um, an unceremonious end. It, it wasn't great; we're all aware. Three and nine in twenty twenty-one. Uh, Beck mentioned earlier not not a lot of optimism surrounding the program. Cumbie's hired early December. He has a couple weeks to kind of keep this class together, uh, does a solid job at that in the early signing period. He, he did lose a couple in the defensive backfield, uh, but then in this late signing period, the, the thing that I've been most impressed with, he identified some targets, and he went and got them. There wasn't any overthinking it. It was, I'm going to go get guys that I'm comfortable with, that I believe in, that I know what they will bring to the table on a daily basis. You look at Matthew Downing, TCU, played for Comby. Uh, You look at the four Texas Tech transfers, familiar with those guys. You look at the two corners that are committed from SFA, familiar with those guys. It's Scott Power and Jamarcus McFarlane and Marcus Walker as well. He went and got guys that he was familiar with. And Listen, I'm not saying these guys are the most talented guys in Conference USA. I'm not saying there'll be difference makers on the first Saturday come September against Missouri, but I do think there's something to be said for getting guys that you know will buy into what you're preaching, which I think was a little bit of why things might have soured a little bit at the end of 2021.
5: I completely agree, and it's an interesting uh, thing. When you hire a new coach, they obviously have a a, a coaching tree, a, a region that, they, that they're known in that's maybe different than your previous uh, coaching staff, and so you never truly know who they're going to get or who they have access to that maybe you wouldn't have had access to before. So Cumbie's done a great job of of putting together um, an exciting recruiting class, Someone, something that we can be
4: looking forward to. A class that creates a sense of optimism. Yeah,
5: yeah, absolutely. And it's got to feel good for Cumbie to feel like he's putting his own stamp on the program and not just inheriting one. Which is just the reality of it, but um, tomorrow night should be uh, a great event. It should be enough to I'm get you. T- I can't excited. stress
4: this enough. Come tomorrow, like it's worth it. It's a little Wednesday night. You ain't got nothing going on, yeah. Like skip church for a week. You I'm didn't hear say, it from me. Ain't gonna say that. You didn't hear it from me. Come catch a little bulldog football. Kind of, kind of create a little buzz in the old system as you get ready for spring practice to start up. In March. Taves, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Louisiana Tech Assistant Baseball Coach Cooper Fouts will join us to listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7.
8: Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands: Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram to pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Rustin.
3: Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name-brand tires in the area to expert ASE-certified service, including brakes, tires, and front-end repairs, your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com.
7: Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC.
3: Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7.
2: Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back.
4: Bleed Tech Blue Radio, B.C. Beck John Tabor. Let's go right to the hotline. Louisiana Tech assistant baseball coach Cooper Fouts joins us. Coach, how are we doing tonight?
1: Uh,
4: we're doing awesome. How you all doing tonight? We are doing well. Um... It, well, let, let's jump right into things. Obviously, your yeah. first year at Louisiana Tech. Uh, w- when you got the call from Lane Burroughs, you were previously at Purdue. Um, w- was it as simple as this is where you knew you wanted to be, or did you have to take a step back and kind of evaluate things?
1: No, you know what, and and, and, and to be real honest with you, you know, I, I had actually reached out to a mutual friend of, of Coach Burroughs myself and um, you know, it, it knew the job was a really good job, first and foremost, and, and knew Lane – Really well, um, between my relationship with, with, with a mutual friend and just being around him in the past and knowing him, you know, got for 10 years now and just knew what kind of a man he was and what kind of a program he ran. So that was obviously very interesting. But, uh, um, when I reached out this mutual friend and said, Hey, I'd, I'd love to take this, this, this leap into the pitching side. If, you know, if Coach Burroughs would have some interest And um, that was on a Friday and, uh, Coach Burrows and I hooked up on a Monday. And, uh, Tuesday was, uh, you know, we had, we talked again and then Wednesday we'd accepted the job. So it was pretty quick, like most jobs are, um, and, uh, felt really good about what Coach Burrows had to say and just really desired to be, um, to, to be down south, to be honest with you. That was one of our biggest, uh, desires as a family between myself and my wife, Bree, and, um, wanted to be in a, in a community that really valued baseball. And that was another big part of it. So it was, uh, it was, a, it was a pretty easy decision. We still, you know, took our time and thought about it, but it, it wasn't like he was pulling on us by any means. We were really excited about the opportunity.
4: I got to ask you, how was it working for former Louisiana Tech head coach Greg Goff at Purdue?
1: Sure, sure. So, so Greg Goff and I were together for three years total. He was the volunteer my first year at Purdue uh, with with Mark Wasikowski, and so we became you know pretty quick friends that first year, and um, had a lot of you know a lot of similarities, and 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 believed a lot of the same things, and, and became really you know, pretty quick friends, um, and then obviously when he became the head coach, he, you know, asked if I would stay, and and we had just moved, and, and we didn't have a desire to move again. So that was a, a really great thing that uh, we're certainly appreciative that Coach Goff gave us the opportunity to stay at Purdue, and he didn't have to do that, but he did, and we were so thankful for that. And so, um, you know, became real close to Coach Goff over those two years as he was the uh, the head coach and, and working for him and and learning from him. And, um, you know, one thing Coach Goff does is is he brings a ton of energy to the ballpark every day um, I think he's a you know really good head coach and, and runs a great program, and so I had a good time with with Coach Goff and learned a lot and uh, but did really enjoy our time. I, I think uh, you know one of the pieces that was so great uh, with Coach Goff is just the off field stuff. We, we became quick friends off the field. He treated my family. And I just wonderful, so we've got nothing but great things to say about Coach Goff and, and certainly his family as well.
4: And you, know, you know how the old saying goes: a lot of times, catchers make good pitching coaches, and you are kind of making a little bit of a transition from coaching catchers sure. to coaching pitchers, um, and you are doing it alongside Matt Miller as well. What has that yeah. dynamic been like for you guys, and how does that experience work or help you uh, as you make the transition in a sense as well?
1: Well, first of all, you know. Coach Miller is an absolute rock star. You know, whenever Coach Miller decides to, to take on that that role of being a pitching coach, whether it's here at La Tech or somewhere else, he will be unbelievably successful. The guy is, is absolutely great at what he does, not just on the pitching side, but every aspect he touches on our program. So he's awesome, um, and, and certainly I lean on him a lot um, on the day to day stuff, going through the pitching you know routine uh, from a guy that did it you know and lived that life. I, I certainly have a lot to uh lot to learn from from what he experienced as a pitcher and, and so coaching pitchers has been awesome every day is is really a new day and it's been great to, to have that excitement and those changes and learn um and certainly you know some days are like drinking through through a fire hose for sure it's fast and furious but um you know going back from the catching side i think that has really helped as you manage the game and you call pitches and you manage the bullpen and you just manage the situations you're seeing it through the eyes of a catcher. Um, and I think that's been you know beneficial to, to this point, uh, but certainly have a lot to learn and, and a lot to prove as a first year pitching coach here in a program that's had really good ones. If you go back, you know, since since Coach Burrows has been here. I mean, you know, Corey Barton's here one year and he goes on and gets a great job, and Coach Silva was here for four years and he goes on and now he's the head coach of Nicholson, so he's had great pitching coaches and they've had a lot of success. So um, certainly very high standards to live up to, but uh, something I really, really look forward to every day, and that that goes with our pitching staff our guys are are absolutely awesome what they do obviously it's an older mature pitching staff with a great leadership you know from Fincher and Worf and Jennings and Cade Gibson and Krieger and I mean gosh even, you know Landon Tompkins and, and Greg Martinez all those guys you know racked up big innings and, and big situations last year um you know there's a lot of really good people on that staff and I think that's what makes it so much fun
4: I was out at the scrimmage on Friday. Obviously, you guys had your first official team practice. And Mm -hmm. uh, from a catching side of things, I think the biggest improvement, uh, watching Corona and Slaughter and some of those guys throw. Uh, When you got in here, what what were some of the things that you felt like uh, they needed to do to become better defensive catchers, better catch and throw guys, which we all understand, uh, having played the game at this level, how important it can be?
1: Yeah, and, and you know all those guys, and obviously, you know, with Hazard not playing at this moment, Slaughter's getting you know more and more reps as well, which is really beneficial to our team. But you know, George and and, and all those guys, not just George, but you know, Slaughter and and certainly Hazard and Baylor Cobb have, have worked their tails off. The one thing that we really put an emphasis on is just our ability to get the ball very well glove quick. You know, it doesn't really matter how strong our arm is, and it doesn't matter how fast our feet are. If the ball doesn't get to our bare hands. Efficiently with a good grip. Well, it's all irrelevant. So we really focus on our ability to get have a you know good clean transfer, and and we really feel strong that the quicker our transfer is, the quicker our feet can be, and the quicker our feet can be, the quicker we can release that baseball. So just the process from receive to transfer to footwork to throw, and just kind of that whole A, B, and C, and not just worried about the throw or not worried about our feet because again, it's all irrelevant if we don't have the ball in our hands. We focused on that a lot, but those guys have, have matured and done a great job, and and we try to to make those reps count in the bullpen and try to have a lot of dry reps in the bullpen and make that a live work session just like it is for our pitchers. So that's been a point of emphasis, but those guys have worked really hard and done a good job on their own for sure. Uh,
4: On the pitching side of things, you mentioned it's a veteran staff. Uh, You know, you return the top four starters. Martinez could arguably push up and be one of those top three guys uh, if need be. Uh, With it being Mm -hmm. such a veteran staff, for you as a coach and Matt Miller as well, uh, how much do you guys sometimes sit back and listen to them and, and kind of help that use that to help you guys get a feel for things?
1: Uh, there's no doubt. I, 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 no matter if, you know if they were old or young, I'd always ask questions because they're the ones that have to do the work. So they have to have you know they have to feel like they have ownership of what they're doing, and that's a big part of of our pitching philosophies. You know, those guys have to feel like they have ownership of what they're doing. So with those older guys, I mean, there's a lot of conversation. Um, on a day-to-day basis, and there's certainly a lot of conversation with the guys that you feel are, are mature and, and have a good feel and what works for them and what doesn't and, and allow them to, again, have their own routine. Um, I think the one thing that I've, I've leaned on the most is just just the ability to get the feel of how things are going, um, you know, when it's good or when it's bad afterwards. I, I want to hear what they have to say because I want to be able to make adjustments. I think it's, it's sometimes we rush to, to make decisions without – you know, getting the information from the guys that are actually doing it. So I think a lot of times it's it's going back afterwards, whether it's via text or call or shoot even at the field, uh, and just ask, hey, wh- what do you think? You know, your opinion is on this, or how we did this, or when you see this, what do you think? And just giving those guys freedom to um, to feel like they do have ownership, and because they're the ones going to make the difference. So it is something that is a big priority of our program, and certainly on the pitching side with with Coach Miller and myself, and and we're we're leaving out a guy Pablo Ortiz who's. You know, or Gratis, that's just a, a rock star as well. And he's so beneficial and helpful on the pitching side also. So, um, between all three of us, I, I feel like we have a good, a good line of communication with all of our guys. And, uh, and if they don't feel comfortable saying some stuff to me, uh, being the pitching coach, I, I know Coach Miller and, and Coach Ortiz do a great job of communicating and, and also, you know, blending that communication back to me.
4: The, the pitching lab how beneficial has that yeah. been uh, in helping your pitchers learn what they do well uh, you know when it comes to spin rate velocity some of those type sure. Of things
11: sure
1: you know when we use a lot of our technology on the field whether it 's you know rap soto or the edgetronic cameras or even just cameras in general but the pitching lab and, and what you know dr. Szymanski has put together over there is is second to none in the country i, I, I know we just added Kennon tracks as well which is a a, a sensorless 3D motion capture system, which I believe only three three programs, including ourselves in the country, have. And so um, the, the ability for our guys to to get a visual concept of what they're doing instead of uh, us telling them they need to see it, and they need to see it, and they need to develop their own opinions, and they need to be able to, to make their own adjustments, that's been a huge deal. Um, but I, again, I think it's, it's only as good as, as what we use it, and we're, we're trying to just integrate it. So we're not flooding guys with information, but we're giving them enough information to continue to make improvements and grow, but not lose our competitive desires when we get in the mountain. We can't become mechanical. We can't be worried about all the other stuff. We, you know, we can't forget that that guy's trying to beat us and we have to make sure that's at the the top of our priority list when we're on the mountain and and we're in that game setting. So it has been unbelievably beneficial and Dr. Zemansky and his wife Jessica have just been awesome with the implementation, the implementation of that but also just how we're continuing to improve our pitchers from a strength addition side and a rehab perspective as well. So he does such a good job on all those fronts.
4: Coach Burroughs has mentioned numerous times about your relentlessness on the recruiting trail. Have you always been a great recruiter? What do you think in your mind, what makes you such a good recruiter and what makes a good recruiter in general on the baseball recruiting front?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I've probably made more mistakes than most recruiters. I think that's what's allowed me to learn. And I, that's no joke. You know, you look back as a young guy, and this is my 16th year coaching college baseball, and you sit back and you look and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. But I was allowed to do that with the guys I coach with, which is a great, a great opportunity. They allowed me the freedom to learn. And so, um, you know, I, I would never call myself a great recruiter. I think there's a lot of guys that do a great job. Um, but I think first and foremost, you have to really evaluate person that's right for your program I, I you know I've worked for a lot of other programs and, and the player that's right at La tech wouldn't be the right guy for Pepperdine it just wouldn't be um, and so I think you're evaluating the people that are right for your for your head coach first and foremost because they you know he has to be happy with the players you're bringing in it's his it's his program so that's at, at the, the the foremost of the, of the of my list is making sure hey is coach Burroughs going to like this guy can he play for coach Burroughs? can he be successful in our program and that's at, at the top of the list I think the other thing is you just have to develop relationships. People are going to tell you who they are if you just trust the process. I think so often in this world, everybody wants to make decisions and they want to be done with it. Whether it's because of pressure, or it's because of ego, or it's because of money, or it's the social media sites that they can tell people they're doing stuff. And and a lot of times that that's the wrong reason. So as we communicate with our guys and and we're you know explaining them about La Tech and we're develop relationships, it's the, one of the first things I say is you know. This program's not for everybody. You have to understand what this program's been built off of and what Coach Burroughs is expecting of, of our program and our players. And so if that fits you, then hey, great. We can really dive into this relationship because it is absolutely a relationship. Um, and they don't always work out the way you want to, but, uh, you know, as long as we're transparent and honest about who we are as a program, and again, whatever program you're at, as long as we're transparent and honest about that, I feel we're always going to get the right guy. And the number one goal of this is, is just to be right more than anybody else. It's not to be first or to have the most. And obviously those things are are, are celebrated by different sites and who has the most and has this. But but when it comes down to it, do you have the right players for your program and for your head coach. And if you get those decisions right, you're always going to have success. And I think that's the uh, the overall key is just to be patient and, and making sure you're making the right decisions. When when that guy says yes, that he's coming, you better be daggum excited. If you're not there's probably a lack of the process, you know, going through it um, that you missed on, for sure.
4: Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, yeah. Tell us about Bryce Harper as a 16-, 17-year-old yeah. kid at College of Southern Nevada.
1: Bryce was awesome. So, you know, the thing about Bryce that people forget is you graduate, you know, two years, you know, yes. he was supposed to be a junior in high school. Um, so I'll never forget it. You know, it's, it's mid-June, 1st of July, when we first kind of started talking about this, I'm thinking, there's no way this is going to work and, and Tim Chambers, who was the head coach at the time, who I had known since I was 11 years old, just, he's telling me this is going to work. He's going to take his GED. I'm like, this isn't going to work. This is crazy. So we go through that summer and he ends up coming, gets, you know, takes his GED and passes the flying colors. And so he's out there, um, the first part of August, um, and, and the guy can't drive yet. Doesn't have his driver's license yet. His mom, his mom or dad or sister are dropping him off at practice because he's not enrolled in school yet. And so he's going through this, and so then he was gone for three weeks with, with the with the USA team, and that team had Manny Machado and got a bunch of their dudes. I mean, like it was it was stacked. They won the gold medal. So he comes back, and our very first practice, he comes back, and he's just going to playing and all this international stuff, and he comes back and he struck out four times. I'm thinking, oh my god, we're, we're going to lose him. Like this is it. Like we're going to freaking lose him. The very next day, he came out his first to bat, hit a home run. Next day, that hit a triple. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, we're fine. So the guy was unbelievable. I mean, the guy was just the most talented individual I've ever been with. But the thing that people don't give him credit for is he is the most competitive individual I've ever been in my entire life. And so that's the thing that I think drives those people that are just so, so successful. And obviously, God had blessed him with so much talent. But the guy was unbelievably competitive and played the game so hard um, and everywhere we went, people were there not to see him succeed, but they were there to see him fail because yeah. they wanted to tell him it wasn't going to work. And uh, and the guy just kept on going, in the numbers he put. I mean, he won the Golden Spikes as, as what should have been a junior in high school. I mean, that only one of the junior college players ever done it. And the guy was a true freshman or true sophomore. And and, and so this guy's a junior in high school, and he won the Golden Spikes award. I mean, that that alone just tells you that guy's different than everybody else. But he was uh, he was awesome. His family was great, and. Uh, that's something that uh, you, you, you don't ever really plan on replicating something like that because that that's probably a once-in-a-lifetime experience.
4: No doubt. Great stuff, Coach. We appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you guys in action February 18th. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Cooper Fouts, Louisiana Tech assistant baseball coach, joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Scott Parr, Louisiana Tech co the coordinator, will join us. you will listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7.
9: This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston.
11: This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for National. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
4: Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMO Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, Dawgs.
9: Motors
10: in Arcadia.
3: Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe,
2: 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888 993 7762.
4: Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go right back to the hotline. Louisiana Tech co-offensive coordinator Scott Parr joins us. Coach, how are we doing tonight?
0: Hey, doing well. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. uh, Appreciate you guys. uh... Having me on,
4: absolutely. So, so let's go back. Obviously, previously you were the head coach at Navarro Junior College. When when you get the call from Coach Sonny Comby and uh, him expressing his interest in adding you to his Louisiana Tech staff, uh, what were some of your initial thoughts? How familiar were you with the program?
0: Right. Uh, well, I am a. Uh, I've had a dream of being a Division One uh, coach, football coach. My, uh, you know, my entire nearly my entire life, ever since the first grade. And uh, it's only taken me 23 years to uh, get an on-the-field spot. And uh, I, uh, I, I've known about, but I'm a football junkie, and I've known about Louisiana Tech football uh, for, for, for a long time. Uh, just, uh, you know, being from West Texas, and, uh, you know, it, it, it fly, it, it's dry and flat out there. Uh, I had a neighbor, had relatives in, in, uh, in Shreveport. And uh, that was our summer vacations coming to uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it, was, you know, you guys got trees and lakes and uh, you know green grass, and I, th- you know, I thought it was the uh, most beautiful place on earth. I remember the uh, Latex brand um, sticking out to me then, and uh, then you know football wise, back when I was a GA at 1998, I started out at Sam Houston State, and uh, that's when uh, you know Gary Cloton uh, mm-hmm. was uh, was here. And uh he had a uh I've always had a passion for throwing the football and uh he had a yeah, he had a great he had the reputation for doing it. Uh, you know, the very best back then. I remember watching the uh Nebraska game when uh you know Troy Edwards had mm-hmm. his five hundred plus yard receiving game I think and uh and, and, and watching it and and I just uh, have followed it, you know, ever since. In ninety nine I was at San Houston State and uh, we we played here and uh I think uh we were behind like forty something to nothing in half time. That was a hard halftime speech to get you guys uh, motivated to you know, to to go back out there and play after that one. But have a uh, have a lot of respect for uh for the for the history here, for the coaches that have have been here and uh, you know, going from you know, I, I know Cole Torbush all the way to, you know, Coach, uh, you know, Pace. I've got a lot of respect for him. Gary Quoten, Jack Vanell, you know, Derek Dooley, Sonny Dykes, obviously, you know, he's from West Texas where we're from and familiar with him and have a lot of respect for, uh, what, uh, what Coach Holtz, um, did here also.
4: The benefits, and you look at Coach Cumby and the staff that he's put together on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, yourself, Jake Brown, Coach Cumby, Coach Hopkins, Coach Young—five uh, guys that have experience calling plays. Well, what are some of the benefits you can see from that when it gets to game planning? Uh, you know, come September.
0: Well, uh, you know, I think uh, I think everybody, you know, in 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 that room, you know, we number one, we've all had. Uh, you know, assistance that, uh, you know, we, uh you know, wish they might have had done a better job at some point in time, being a little, had a little bit more sense of urgency, saw the overall picture, you know, a little bit better. So, uh,
9: you know, all of
0: us, uh, you know, having, you know, being been basically the head coach in charge of that side of the ball, have that experience, have that knowledge, have that, you know, sense of urgency, and, uh, you know, hopefully that makes us all better, Position coaches for, you know, Coach Comby, who's 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 the offensive coordinator, and so, you know, I think the challenge, you know, for for all of us is, you know, what what from what I've seen, you know, we've got a lot of good pieces here, and you know, the challenge for all of us is is being very unselfish, and you know, coming you know coming together as a group to put you know the best you know product on the field that you know that we can.
4: And you come from the junior college ranks at Navarro Junior College, and you've been in the FCS ranks as well. But with the rise in the transfer portal, in your opinion, do you feel like junior colleges can get overlooked at times in this era?
0: Yes, uh, there, there's no question about it. And, uh, you know, I was I was the offense coordinator at Navarro before I was the head coach from 15, 16, 17, then left and then came back. And I've seen firsthand, you know, how the transfer portal has uh, – has affected the uh, has affected the junior college kid. There are um, really good players that uh, aren't getting near the uh, near the opportunities now, and uh, it's it's easier. I think uh, I think the reason for that is I just think it's easier to recruit a transfer portal kid because they fly, you know, their names just fly right on the right on the internet, and then you know all you got to do is um, you know look them up. And uh, watch a video right now, and then go recruit. Whereas, you know, the junior colleges, you got to have a coach go in there, dig the names, watch them themselves, and then pass them on, you know, to the position coaches. So it's a uh, it's a longer you know process, and everybody has you know every staff, every member has different uh, you know opinions on what kind of value a junior college player you know can uh, you know can bring. Uh, but uh, there are some really good good players in that conference that are. In the conference that I came from, and I know you know the other leagues as well, um, but you know I'm just speaking on the one I'm most familiar with is the Texas League that are uh, that are overlooked, and uh, you still got to find the right ones. You know the guys that um, the players that uh, can do the day to day can um, can can deal, you know, with the uh, trials and tribulations of the game, and uh, you know, and all that, and they're out there. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, I can bring something to the table for our staff in uh, you know, in that regard. And then, you know, on another note, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, qualifying is different. Mm-hmm. There's a different type of junior college player out there right now, because, you know, right now when the pandemic hit, you know, the SAT, ACT is no longer a, uh, a criteria yeah. for, uh, qualifying. You used to have to have a certain score, you know, with the, uh, with a sliding scale, you know. So now everybody's a qualifier. So there's some, there's a lot of players out there that would have been non-qualifiers before that might not have had the SAT, ACT that still had a 2.3 GPA that had the opportunity to go to four-year colleges. So junior colleges are signing more qualifiers now mm. because uh, you know it's uh, you know, there's only so many spots to uh, to go around, and um, so uh, you're getting a different type of kid there. Uh, and, and, and those players there have to, uh, have to go win a job from somebody. There's long lines on those junior college rosters and then have got to play against good competition. And, uh, and I think it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's an opportunity, you know, for us to look at to, uh, hopefully, uh, stepping into that and, and to, uh, you know, making, improving our program.
4: Getting to know the guys in your tight end room. I, obviously, you guys have been out on the road recruiting a lot uh, here in the last month or so. But what's that process been like for you to this point?
0: Man, it's been good. What uh, uh, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, being the head coach. You you don't really have those uh, tight knit relationships that uh, that you have, you know, coaching a position because you're following those guys around. You're getting to know them. You're uh, you're motivating them you know on a uh, on a more intimate uh level. So uh they uh our players have done a good job. I think you know coach Cumbie has done a good job. His leadership trickles uh you know down. Uh we are going to be a player first operation and uh and and to, and to do that, you've got to intentionally go out there and create uh you know the type of uh you know, relationships that you need to uh, to go win college football games with, and uh, so uh, it's uh, it takes work. We've been intentional, um, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's all about. Uh, we've been working hard to communicate, and you know, and right now, being off the road, we're actually out there, you know, in the, in the weight room and on the practice field, uh, you know, watching them you know work out with uh, coach shows or strength coach also
4: last question we'll let you get out of here obviously recruiting wraps up tomorrow with national signing day following that uh how excited are you to kind of start putting this team together come march with spring practice uh, and, and start like i said just molding this roster to get you ready to go next fall
0: yeah we're excited every day doesn't matter what phase it is phase it's in man it's just a different phase whether it's recruiting whether it's uh you know, preliminary spring practice, spring practice, summer workouts, ball camp workouts, you know, in season, it's, it's it's all the same. It's about winning that day. And, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I'm blessed to, uh, to be able to coach, uh, college football at a, uh, at a great institution, you know, like, uh, like Louisiana tech and working with a staff and, uh, like, like we have and, and feel, uh, you know, very blessed to work for somebody like Sonny Comby. So, uh, uh, one and all, man. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm we're, we're, we're excited every day.
4: Great stuff. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate
0: it. Okay, thank you,
4: Scott Paul, Louisiana Tech co-offensive coordinator slash tight ends coach. Beck. The one thing I took away from that—forget the X's and O's—he mentioned being intentional with his players, and I think that's so important in this era of college football. You got to know your guys off the field.
5: Yeah, I'm not saying the kids nowadays are a bunch of babies. I'm mm. not saying that, I agree. but that's an important aspect. I would say now more than ever. Yeah, I would say maybe back in the old days, a little tough nose, maybe not like that as much. But you gotta possibly you sit in these guys' living rooms and you make them promises. You do. You tell their mamas you're gonna take care of them, and you better do it because a couple of years buried behind the depth chart, you pass old coach in the hallway little and don't even look up. Little Johnny's hitting the portal. <laughs> <laughs> so I like no to hear doubt it too. about that one. I mean, as a person, you definitely want that to be what's going on, but as a coach, just recognizing that, hey, i got to have connections with these players for them to be bought in. Um, it's just a, a whole different aspect of coaching uh, that that maybe the general public doesn't see that much. No, I agree. No, I you know, agree. Because it's, it's easy to be buddy-buddy with the guys that are winning your big games. On Saturdays. Third-string punter. It's not a little easier to little let them different. Let them let him hang back.
4: But a little different. You gotta real, love them all, BC. I gotta love them all real quick. Unnamed texter cypress or on the text line. Fouts seems like a legit dude. Listening to me, listening to him has me jacked up for the season. Let's go to Omaha. Also, please beat Dallas Baptist. Uh, listen, I'm pumped up for baseball. I'm pumped up for football as well. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout of the night. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You listen to Bleed Take Blue Radio, Sports Dog 97.7.
7: Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
9: Hey, DQ fans, Ring in the new year with a new fave, the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's got chunks of Oreo cookie goodness, fudge pieces, and just the right amount of mocha all blended into DQ's world-famous soft serve. Looks like your morning coffee just got a whole lot tastier. Grab the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat today only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Get your
8: edge on local and regional sports with The Edge on Sports Talk Radio. Jim Taylor Fort Lincoln brings you the 7 to 8 a.m. hour Monday through Friday. It's local regional sports talk with an edge on Sports Talk Radio.
12: Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com.
2: Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762.
4: Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on this Tuesday evening. B.C. Beck John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Two really good interviews tonight with Cooper Foust and Scott Park. B.C. just nailing them down. Hey, I'm going to try to go to the bullpen next week, and I'm bring out a star-studded lineup. You ready for this you one? you got next week? I'm shooting for Sonny Company and I'm shooting for Lane Burroughs.
5: I feel like you've got to be We're going to close
4: out season 14 on the right foot.
5: Oh, I forgot it was the old last episode.
4: Yeah. Is that when you give me my bonus for the year? Uh, how often are you going <laughs> to ask for a bonus?
5: Till I get one. Because i got some news <laughs> for you, pal. Not coming. Uh, you hit a pretty big bet this week. It's the least you could do. you got to
4: pay the old house note back up. Because you know sooner or later I'll be betting the old mortgage. <laughs> it probably won't work out.
5: Tabes BC done got all big time and forgot how he got there. You know, that's the problem.
4: Uh are you the p- reason I got here? Is that c- what you're inferring? I carried the
5: slack on a few times, you know.
4: It's a fair point. It's a fair point. We have a friend from college uh, that likes <laughs> This is so random, but uh, he sent me a couple weeks ago. A, uh, I don't know why he had this, but a like a something we had made for a group project and he had like a picture of it and I was like ah it's like I remember that project uh didn't do too much for it yeah uh, that's
5: uh that's pretty uh, that's a given
4: uh thankful for the old uh what do they call them fellow classmates
5: yeah those are important
4: uh looking ahead to this week in louisiana tech athletics we mentioned tomorrow is national signing day uh, come on over, bleetechblue We'll have you covered throughout the day. I'll uh, probably get up at about three a.m. tomorrow. Really? Uh, probably won't drink any coffee because not a coffee guy. A coffee I know guy. you are. I'm a
5: yeah. I got to remember to drink water and drink so much coffee.
4: Uh, you're a big time coffee guy. We'll have you covered throughout the day? Uh, of course, we mentioned Tech signed eleven in the early period. Probably looking at, I don't know, fourteen to sixteen new faces announced. Uh, I believe Sonny Cumbie will speak with the media at 1 p.m. We'll have you covered right there as well. Uh, also mentioned 6-8 to eight, Davidson Athletic Complex. If you want to hear Coach Cumbie uh, and his staff break down the entirety of this class, I know they'll do a tremendous job in that manner. Uh, coming up on Thursday, Dunkin Dogs on the road at FAU. Tip off at 6 p.m. ESPN+. Uh, they'll also be in action Saturday night on ESPN Plus at FIU. That's a 6 p.m. local time tip as well. Uh, Lady Texas will be in action. They'll be at home Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. tip inside the Times Assembly Center. They will host FIU on Saturday. So, um, Beck, got to ask you. I kind of dog you a lot about Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest here for a sec. Uh, I need to quit dogging Joe Burrow And uh, finally admit that Joe Burrow is a dog. Uh, Joe Burrow is a good player. Uh, Well, I will be pulling for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm so anti-Matt Stafford. Uh, Very (laughs) upset that I didn't hear from Joey Fresh tonight. Could have used an HP TD. HP or HB? Uh, Let's go with B. Okay. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm pulling for the Bengals.
5: Those that don't know, I'm not a... Big fan, actually kind of a hater of the Bayou Bengals. And uh, so for me to step out a few years ago and say, hey, guys, uh, as much as I don't like him, uh, Joey B's kind of a dog. Yeah. Loved the way he played. Solid player. Uh, loved uh, his interviews, which some people don't like. But I got a lot of flack from the BTB group message. A lot. Still do. Every time Joe Burrow throws an or an interception or an incompletion, I hear about it because I like the guy. And here he is. The Bengals were like negative four and twenty two years ago. That was the record. Joey B gets drafted, takes him a few he's a good games, player, man. He's a good player. Knee, and then now they're in the Super Bowl. Like holy cow! He's like a good I woke player. up the other day and the freaking Bengals are in the Super Bowl.
4: He's a good player, man. It's a good player. Just tell me I'm right. I just want to hear it. Ah, you're right. You nailed this one.
5: Yeah, Ben always says, "Oh, you nailed the number one overall pick. Congrats." I mean, but hey, to be honest, sometimes the haters will still get you.
4: <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody expected Joe Burrow to be. uh Jamarcus Russell today? <laughs> Why didn't they think
5: that he'd be this good?
4: <laughs> Fair enough. There was the
5: guys that were like, "Oh, it's just Joe Brady. He had Joe Brady. That's Which Joe point. Brady's on the couch I, right now." I think it was
4: all about Edo. It's also on the couch. But he
5: can afford a burger. No big
4: deal. Yeah, he's got a little uh, coin in the old uh, back pocket. So so do you after the big bet win this Uh, week. Yeah, about to spend it on this house (laughs) note. Uh, Been a fun show tonight. Want to thank Beck Ainge. Want to thank our producer, John Tabor. Want to thank Scott Parr. Want to thank Cooper Fouts for joining us on the hotline. So we'll be back same time, same place next week. Final show Of season 14. Thanks for listening. We'll see you.
2: Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group Walpole Tire Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue Dairy Queen and Bienville Motors Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7.
12: Your kids aren't <laughs> you. You know, Chris, it'd be a Mess if you left them in charge. I know, but to not leave it to anybody. If I read the story right, it was left to no. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a a yeah. whole situation. All right, Keith, in New Orleans, you're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Keith?
6: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is a this is a a sad but uh m- momentous occasion today, man. That this qualified coach. Uh, that
0: no one disputes has to go to these lengths in order to get a fair shake in the NFL. And not only that, I, I think about Tony Dungy, you know, getting fired in Tampa, you know, after taking his team to the NFC championship game yep. and losing about three points to the uh,
6: the greatest show on turf. Think about I will say this, game.
12: though. I, I will say this. Tony Dungy, man, they tried for like three years. They were good. Couldn't win. They didn't win the big one. Couldn't win.
10: Yeah, but 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 he didn't. But, you know.
0: He was a you, very you good won. coach. He was a very. And that team right. was nothing when he got there. Right. You know. Uh, that would not likely
12: not part. have happened to a white guy. When you, you turn no, this right. team I'm just, around. But, like I, but I, I'm just saying, I remember the whole scenario down there. And it oh, yeah. just couldn't no, win. that was the question. Yeah. Could they get over the hump? Yeah.
6: yeah but, but go ahead, and Keith. Keith. Go ahead.
12: Are we lose. Oh, all right, we lost you. Tom and Boise, you're on the odd couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Tom?
10: Hey, guys, great show. I try to listen to all my time on the short drive I have home from work. And Rob. Thank you. Thank I you. Remember, buddy. I, I, Thank used to live, I used to live in uh, southeast Michigan, and I remember reading you in the free press. And listen to the orig- the original odd couple with you and Stony. What? Are you serious? Yeah, Everything odd couple trash talking <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> uh, Stop it. Stop. Uh, uh, TV uh, magic City
12: Monday T V theme. So it's all it's all No, it's not, yeah. Tom. No, it is. Tom, no, tell Chris. Is was different different show. Show. <laughs> it was a different show. It was a different show. It was a different show, but
10: it was a fun show. So you know so but anyways, I, I called normally I don't call. But, you know I, I didn't understand why Flores got fired in the first place because he, he had his team on a cusp of the playoffs. Absolutely. And I want to say something. You look at all these guys who got an interviewed, and, and, and you know, it, it's it's just it's odd to me that a guy like Eric Bieniemy and you mentioned Leftwich and you yep. mentioned Bowles, right. and, Rob, even Jim Caldwell. Jim yep. Caldwell got run out of Detroit Been from, to from, a from Super Matt Bowl. Patricia. Yeah, right. but that was exactly. because those people were stupid. That was because – and they got what they deserved with that that general manager and that fat coach, Patricia. But they got what they deserved. But they they held on to him too long. But what I'm saying is you can't tell me as an owner that you're that stupid that you don't even interview guys like that and see what they can offer. And and I'll, I'll close with this point. Right. A couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe it was the last week of the regular season, I'm watching a Fox pregame show, and this discussion came up. And they said, Jimmy Johnson made the point, he goes, well, now that African-Americans, and, and I'm I'm not of color, so I can't walk a mile on anybody's right. shoes. Maybe, maybe now that we're getting, you know, folks, people of color, African-American folks, in the leadership positions, we'll get some more black coach is hired and Kurt Menefee says to him why can't a white man well white general manager hire yes. a black head coach right you can't tell me this is 2022 this ain't the 60s you can't tell me that someone is that dumb needs to win so bad but they ultimately look at the color of a man's skin and they say nah Eric Biannimi a successful coordinator has made It's helped groom Patrick Mahomes into one of the
12: best quarterbacks in football. You can't tell me that man shouldn't be a head coach. And Tom, well said, Tom. And I was going to say, Chris, that's usually the blueprint for white guys who are offensive coordinators in those situations. You go to those guys and pick. That's why they keep picking all these Bill Belichick guys, right? Because they were winning. this year. Right. You go to Buffalo now. They're a hot spot. You go, yep. who's a, who's the off- OC? Who's the DC? I want to, yep. that team is good. And, Absolutely. And, and, and it's a shame. Tom, well, we'll thank, you, boys, thank you. Thank Tom. you. We'll get into this with Randy Mueller, NFL executive of the year in the past, in the past, former executive. So he will join us next. But first, Ralph Irvin with the update. Ralph.
5: Well, thank you very much. And we do start. You guys were already talking about Brian Flores filing class action lawsuit against the NFL. And the NFL is saying we're going to fight, defend against these claims. So we will see well, they ha- what well, all
12: comes out. If they said anything other than that, what are you going to say today? You know.